Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Energy Report with me, your host, Rebecca Conran. I'm here today to focus on speaking to you about the upcoming uh, Mars retrograde, the equinox, and um, this Mercury retrograde period that we're in, and just some musings, some some fucking musings on uh, my two cents, my two cents. Um, take them or leave them, y'all. For those that have not listened to this podcast before, I have been doing a version of this podcast for um, probably since 2016 and uh, 2017. And I started um, recording with other people on other people's podcasts. And then I created my um, own version. And I used to do the Energy Report, which was a weekly uh, report on the astrology and what to expect. And now I'm focused more on my one-on-one sessions, the Psychic Reset, which is a um, energy healing session or series of work. Uh, and my soul astrology, which focuses on someone's, um, purpose around their astrology and also my mystic life coaching, all of which you can check out and learn more about www.rebeccaconran.com. Um, I work with people remotely and in person at my office in Kingston, New York. Friends, what a interesting, um, Mercury retrograde this has been and really this whole season that we're going into this kind of air air season which we're in I mean Virgo is very much an earth sign but it is very airy as well you know because of its connection to uh, both Mercury uh, well its connection to Mercury but because of its connection to Chiron it's also this kind of way for us to use our minds, use our analyzing intellectual sides to really get to the bottom of what is going on for us in our healing too. So this whole Virgo season um, has been a lot about analyzing, analyzing and organizing and, um, you know, getting clear on our duty to ourselves, our service to ourselves, health, hygiene, um, on a very practical level. And, um, I think this entire period right now is still, we're in this moment of really seeing how our minds, the collective mind and our personal uh, connection to our mind is, um, is the biggest illusion and the biggest delusion to overcome. I think many of us experienced that in this last week with, Uh, the queen's passing and sort of the group delusion around like what a queen represents. And, um, you know, it's, it's sort of shocking. It's shocking that, um, this person who is worth trillions of dollars and whose whole funeral is this really huge display of wealth, um, did not pay for her funeral, did not pay for her son's coronation. The family has not paid for that. The British people will be expected to pay for that, even though they are in a a time of, of, uh, of inflation and, and, uh, um, 
and economic difficulty, just like we are in America. Um, I was born in England. I have a British passport. Um, and, um, although I'm very American, I, I feel very British too. And, um, the collective illusion around this sort of grandmother figure who like is there and is taking care of everybody and is, um, oh, her duty and her discipline and her, like all these things that, that, that people say that she represented that my own mother, I called my mom, she lives in England and uh, she was watching the funeral and she was just, uh, the whole idea behind the, um, the monarchy, um, which is just so ass backwards in the time that we live in, that these absolute nobodies ultimately have trillions of dollars of wealth um, and have actively participated in their ancestry of stealing, oppressing, and not returning any of those things, and then put all their wealth on show uh, for everybody to see, for the world to see, and then they are actually, you know, the um, living off of government subsidy, basically. And um, some of these people are racist, for sure, like actual racists. Um, Prince Michael of Kent, Princess Michael of Kent, for one, is somebody who comes to mind when I think of a, a, a legitimate, um, like, out and proud racist. Um, some of them are obviously child abusers, which we know. And yet there's this total delusion around, um, around people feeling, really feeling like this is their family. You know, people mourning like that was their grandma. And um, just the lack of connection to reality, in my mind, was really incredible. Um, and speaking to my mom and stuff about, about the royal family was shocking to me, too. My mom is a white woman. She married my uh, dad, who's an Indian man. Um, so she knows firsthand about uh, being peripheral uh, in the lives of someone who is a person of color walking to through the world and their particular set of challenges that 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 has but she still doesn't she still has like an un an un uh, an unconscious prejudice against Prince Harry and Meghan Markle um, which is confusing to me why they're treated so badly so they wanted to live in the states I mean I'm, I'm very shocked uh, at, at the way that um, the media portrays them. And I can only think that the reason why it's so severe is because of un underlying prejudice, underlying racism, and uh, that people are just not conscious of. And as I was speaking to my mom, a person who I, I would not call a racist whatsoever, um, she's a, a woman with children of color and a husband of color, but I would say that she also can't a hundred percent, she can't put herself in the shoes 
of what um, the experience is really like for other people, you know, and for any kind of un underlying um, prejudice that might actually be at the root of uh, not liking somebody, you know, um, when it was Princess Diana being tortured by the media, everybody said this poor, beautiful white girl when it's uh well they didn't say this poor beautiful white girl but they were like that's our princess it's the people's princess you can strip her titles but she can never take her away from us and then of course she got you know um so uh bullied by the media in terms of she was making them so much money she lost her life and then uh when we're talking about like Meghan markle and Prince Harry, um, there isn't that kind of side of compassion for them. Everybody's like, they aired their dirty laundry, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I feel like um, I can see why they have been treated so poorly because they really are telling an honest point of view in a world that does not want to see clearly, doesn't want its eyes to be opened. And why am I talking so much about this? Because this is the period that we're living in. We're living in a period where uh, rational information, open, honest, upfront information is not being seen clearly because people would rather live in a delusion and a deluded state. And we all are guilty of this one way or another, whether we're living in the state of a victim, we're living in the state of, um, I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, no one will ever care about me, that's a delusion, I believe. You know, all of us are in various states of delusion and we have to unravel that. And part of our healing process, the most important part of a healing process, is to unravel the messages that we are continually creating in our mind um, and that are really the bedrock for our health, for our relationships, uh, for our emotional um, state, for how well we sleep or we don't sleep. Everything is so interconnected. So here we are. We started Mercury Retrograde on 9-9 at 9 degrees of Libra, and we're going to end it on October 2nd at um, uh, Virgo, the 25th degree. This degree is all about aligning with your creative self uh, through the mind and really knowing who you are. So this is about being clear as a bell about your own nature. It's not about uh, knowing who you want to be or who the best version of you could be, which is a wonderful goal. It's about really understanding what your motivations are, why you make the choices you do, just who, who is you, right, on a core level. And that person is a complex, uh, complicated, uh, wonderful person full of many experiences, not all of them joyful and happy, some of them full of grief and sorrow, and some of them full of mistakes, as well as being able to um, do magical, loving things in the world as well. So we're turning direct at Virgo 25. We're going to go back over all those points that we retrograded over. So what started for you around um, 
not even just around uh, 9 9, but let's see. Hang on a sec. I'm looking at my little book. So, what started for you around the 22nd of August? Because that's the last time we were at this point, Virgo 25. Um, what was going on for you then? You know, what's the mental story that you've had to really be clear about the messages? Um, my cat has decided that now is the time to make a bunch of noise and play in the background. So you might hear him um, stomping around because he's quite a chonk. All right. So here we are, Virgo 25. So this is all about being clear as a bell about your own nature, clear as a bell, knowing what your legacy is that you're leaving here, being tuned into that, and not the legacy of this is who will give me adulation and approval after I'm gone. More like what's your energetic legacy? How have you been, uh, growing yourself, evolving yourself to leave this wavelength, this sound, this, uh, this essence, uh, when you leave is the essence that you're leaving better than what you came in with. And is it meeting the intrinsic gifts of your particular soul, the magic of you? I've said this many times on this podcast when I was a little girl, there were a few things that I just loved to do naturally and innately. One of them was to record into my uh, tape recorder and I would make these uh, radio shows and I would play all the parts and, uh, and I am still doing that. And I used to sit in this little closet and I would teach my class and I loved being a teacher. And, um, and then I loved to sing and to perform. And those are the things I, those are my innate natural gifts that I've always had. These are parts of my personality that, uh, shine through from somewhere from my essence. And, um, the legacy that I'm going to leave is not going to be a bunch of fucking, um, podcasts of me going off onto tangents, you know, uh, all the time. The legacy is going to be the way that I grew myself and the sound of my essence, the vibration of my essence that is interacting with the energy here that will uh, continue to grow and connect with the energy here. That's my legacy. So that vibration, that wavelength is so connected to our thoughts, our mindscape, our belief system. It really is... Um, the master almost of our, of our vibration. And we can become the master by learning to see that the mind, uh, when the mind is on automatic, when the mind is in delusion, uh, when the mind is in a story and a narrative, and when the mind is actually serving the intuitive present, uh, human that we, that we are. So this Mercury retrograde has been really an uncovering of some of these messages that we, 
that we tell ourselves that are to do with our inner wounding because Mercury, uh, or not Mercury, Virgo is ruled by both Mercury and Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer. So this is talking a lot about what are those mental messages that are also connected to our health and our healing and are they, um, are we still doing the work that we should be doing with our inner children? Um, are we still committed to the, to the, to serving, um, those parts of ourself that need our care, uh, for the rest of our life, not just like, uh, oh, you know, I got to this point and then I was like, I did all that. So I'm there, you know, we're not going to get to that point. We don't have to get to that point where we've done enough to not have to do any work anymore. And uh, some of the greatest, some some amazing practitioners who left a real legacy of work behind them, like Louise Hay, she talked so honestly about how many times she had to go through a different spell of doing work on herself. And when she first was really getting clear was when she was in her 50s, I think, and then she had many different times when she went through, and this is just an example I'm giving, you know, I'm, I, I'm sure there's a problematic reason uh, to it, but I also want to, I just want to talk about someone who left a body of work that's very helpful to people, uh, also was very clear about the fact that she didn't just gain that knowledge and then not have to continue to follow through and to still be committed to the path of accepting, receiving, and, and growing and evolving in that knowledge. That's just part of, of, of this process of being human. So as we, as we get to turn direct, um, these messages that are coming through are very, very uh, much a part of the Mars retrograde too. When Mercury arrives back at, um, Libra nine, that's going to be mid-October and, um, just about 10 days after that, we're going to have Mars retrograding. We're already in the shadow period of the Mars retrograde. And th this is a special year. This is a collective year of learning. Um, not like every year isn't. Um, and there are some bonus things going on, like at the end of the year, uh, starting in October, like a lot of stuff starts to go direct again. Saturn's going to go direct at the end of October. Um, Jupiter's going to go direct at the end of November. Um, Neptune is going to go direct at the beginning of December. So, uh, and Chiron will go direct mid-December. So there are some things, while Mars will pull us back and it will make us feel a little bit like we don't have as much energy to just jump, jump forward, jump around, um, forge ahead. Um, we don't have all that energy in that capacity, but things are, will start easing up and we will start to feel less restriction. So whoops, what's been going on for you during this Virgo season, uh, and this Virgo, uh, Mercury retrograde and the Libra retrograde, where is Virgo, Libra, and Gemini in your chart, first of all? What houses do they rule or what planets do they rule? Uh, whatever you have around nine degrees Libra, whatever you have around 25 degrees Virgo, um, all that space in between too is going to be what you've been working with. 
Um, I have uh, Virgo in the eighth house. So um, I've been doing a lot of deep cleaning of my psyche and my psychological nature and uh, a lot of crying during this Mercury retrograde um, and just tapping into a real childlike sense of myself, which is exactly what we should be doing, you know, is really allowing whatever needs to come up and whatever frustrations and whatever um, were mental attitudes that we're contending with, letting that come up and allowing ourselves to really feel the emotions without having to create a whole story and narrative around it, just being able to feel. And also to really looking at those messages and how we communicate with others and if our struggles sometimes with other people are personal and they're about like how we struggle with ourselves, the reflection and mirror of someone else and their communication issues often points a finger right back at us. So I think on a whole, what we're doing, what we've been doing is really assessing all these messages and how to create healing, right? And Libra says, how do we look at both sides of the story? How do we create win-win solutions. Virgo says, how do we take this information and use it to serve? Um, and so that's at the, at the root of, of this Mercury retrograde. And here it is going to be going direct, um, which is exciting for us. Around the first and the second, I would be very wary about booking things. I would be wary about booking to move around that date. I mean, obviously, if you have to, there's no other date, that's that's okay. But these are not great dates for transportation and for things just going fluidly. Um, the, the wires get crossed. Things slow down. Things uh, are just more agitated and unclear. So I would say, if you can, uh, wait a day. Do it the day after um, the third or something like that to really push ahead. Um, so being clear about your own true nature, knowing who you are, um, knowing how you stifle your own magic. That's what this, uh, Virgo 25 is about. And it's also with this degree, it says that something has to be let go of freely by us so that we can align with our mission. And that could be many things. That can be an actual situation, a behavior, a relationship, or it can be a thought, a belief, um, a way that we've been holding ourselves unconsciously uh, that needs to be let go of. And so this is going to come to a head on this date where we are really going to feel that need to eliminate whatever whatever is standing in the way of us truly being a part of our mission, right? So that's like that voice that you might have that says, oh, I can't share my, my beauty and my joy with the world um, because it's just not good enough or I'll be laughed at or I'll be rejected um, or it doesn't have any value. Whatever it is that poo-poos that real light in you that's probably where to start, you know, or it could be that 
little voice that kind of eggs on behaviors that are harmful to us that actually create uh, discomfort in our bodies and, and hurt us. Um, you know, I, uh, I really, here's like one example of it. I like love bread, you know, I fucking love bread. I love bread. I really like potatoes and I really like, uh, tomatoes and stuff like that. But I'm also have a nightshade allergy and I, um, have a wheat allergy and these things I can eat them and I'll live right but what happens is if I eat them for a long time I have like eczema or some whatever which I usually don't have unless I'm eating things that I shouldn't be eating and then my skin starts to like become really itchy and I feel really uncomfortable uh like a skin crawling um sort of sensation and this is because this will come after a period of eating processed foods or whatever like that, eating bread, eating things that I are delicious. I have no problem with those things, except for the fact that my body, my personal body does not want me to have those, does not want me to eat those things. Um, something, there's a chemical reaction that happens that creates um, inflammation in my body that then an agitation that then causes me a lot of of um discomfort so why would i eat those things right <laughs> why am i eating those things if i am uncomfortable but don't we find ourselves doing that kind of thing over and over again and it could we be with alcohol or it could be with another d type of behavior um, where we know that this thing um, is adding to our discomfort. We, we feel uncomfortable. We don't feel good. And yet um, we have such a hard time um, breaking away from those things. And what is that? What's underneath that? What's the, what's the um, belief? What's the mindset that keeps us in that and that stops us from feeling our best? And if we're not feeling our best, then we're not able to be fully aligned with our mission. And that's what this whole degree is about. It's about service and duty to our health, to our hygiene, to being organized, to analyzing and really looking within and being clear and doing the work of communicating clearly. Um, so all which is uh, uncomfortable and takes a lot of... Um, um, stamina and uh, strength to get through but this is what this time is calling us to do so we uh, are heading into this Gemini retrograde that's coming up and um, you know Mars is our action our aggression it's our warrior warrior fuel it's our physical uh, ed, um, it's our physical energy and stamina um, and when a planet is retrograde, it is sort of a review period, right? So again, we're reviewing, uh, our intellectual mindset belief set because we've got an air sign here. It's very much of the mind, very much of the head. And we're reviewing how that influences our actions. 
our, uh, how we express our energy into the world, how is that being influenced through our beliefs, our thoughts, our communications? Gemini 26 is the degree that this um, uh, retrograde happens at. And it's all about reorientation of viewpoint. It's about further discovery of the self's potential. And it's about being curious, open, and willing to do more research about the way that we act and why we act the way that we act and the motivations behind the way that we act. Um, normal life could feel a little bit on hold while we are tending to these bigger fish to fry. So some of the things that we would like to have more energy to do, maybe we feel really driven to move and to do all this stuff. And I have to say, it, it's not the best timing to sort of push ahead unless things are just really synchronistically lining up. Um, unless something has been in play for a long time and this is like really when everything is coming to a head, I would say for like new plans and for new uh, goals, I would really wait until the beginning of next year, even just January. I would wait to see uh, what uh, is what happens for us to just shift gears in a massive way, like leaving a job, leaving uh, our homes, uh, those kinds of things, if we can. If we can be patient, then that's what this time is calling for. Um, the positive sides of Gemini, okay? Gemini is a really curious energy. Gemini is an energy that helps us to be open to learning about new things. It's a flexible energy. It is an energy that helps us to be more scientific, to be more rational, to kind of bring in a different level of understanding, which is excellent. It's a really good sign around communication. Gemini is a natural communicator. Um, and it's a good sign for lightening up and to being able to kind of process information with um, a bit more humor. And I'm like trying to read my own handwriting here, you guys. Um, and this is a great time during uh, Mars retrograde to use those skill sets, right? To be able to kind of like whatever's going on to try to lighten up with humor, whatever's going on, thrive on the evolving that's going on. Claim your freedom, right? Um, there are some negative traits to Gemini, like being non-committed, um, things like that. But instead of just weighing in on all of the weaknesses associated with this sign, we can use the what the strengthened um, purpose would be of that, right? So being non-committal is really just another way of saying, um, I really just want to assert and, and claim and stand with my freedom. You can be a free person and also... Um, a committed person. Those things don't, ha it's not one or the other. I'm thoroughly committed to my partner, but I love to live in my own home uh, and have the freedom to be um, by myself a couple days a week. And it's 
part of my being able to commit is also being able to claim my freedom and assert what I need for myself to renew myself, to come home to myself, to stay in tune with myself. So some of those qualities uh, that Gemini is not strong in, um, we can kind of use this energy to look for the win-win solution in it too. So Gemini is amazing at wanting to study and research and look at different points of view and we can use this in our own healing to just really thrive in the environment of let me do my research on my own healing then. Okay, I'm having these issues with communication with myself, with another person. Um, things are not moving forward the way I want them to. I'm, I'm, I'm getting all these red flags everywhere I go. So let me be curious about this. Let me have a sense of humor about this. Um, and let me see how I can go with the flow and how... If I alter the way I'm communicating about this to myself within the structure of the event or environment, uh, maybe I can actually shift the energy by shifting my mindset. So a couple of the things that we do want to watch for, I've seen a lot of articles talking about like gossip and stuff, which I find very interesting um, because I guess that's like a trait of Gemini's it's not something I would necessarily I think everybody is fucking I think every single sign has a predilection to drama and gossip um so I wouldn't say that that was just a Gemini trait for me but communi communication could go off the rails because everybody is wanting to express verbally right people are more verba uh, vocal uh during this time so I would say be aware not to talk about other people as you, as you uh, wouldn't want them talking about you either, <laughs> you know, and just being aware of being in the energy of what you don't want. Um, that goes along with, you know, how we talk about our bodies and how we allow other people to talk about their bodies too. Um, I once actually lost a friendship and I talked about this on the podcast uh, because there was a woman I was friends with and she was having a hard time and that's totally legitimate. And she was, uh, having a hard time with someone that she worked for and, but her language around expressing that she'd be, you know, she would, um, it was just so derogatory. Um, it wasn't like, I'm just unhappy in my situation. Um, it was, and this person's behavior, A, B, and C, it was like, this fat bitch, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, look, I'm sorry that you're experiencing that. And I want to listen to you, but I don't want to hear anything derogatory in that way. I don't want to hear those messages being passed around so that we can internalize those messages. And so the, I'm like, this is not the energy I want to perpetuate. And that person actually stopped being friends with me after that, which is fine. That was like something that couldn't be heard in that moment. But I will say that this is a moment when our energy is precious and we are internalizing the messages that we are also speaking. So if I am saying this person is a fat bitch or whatever, I'm also internalizing a judgment and a shame that I'm holding for myself and I'm holding for other people um, through that sort of uh, expression of anger and frustration and of course we all get angry and frustrated and maybe we're like fuck you to so and so sometimes 
Um, but we have to be really aware of this energy because it's directly, it's, it's a direct line back to us too. So I think with this Mars in Gemini, we're going to see how our words and our actions are really linked and our communication internally is really linked with our levels of energy, um, our, how things come together for us, our motivations for acting in the world the, the roots of our aggression and anger. And, um, and also we're going to see ourselves and others asserting themselves because that's very Mars too. So we're going to see a lot more communication in how we assert ourselves. Um, I would say some of the things to really be watching for with Mars and Gemini, listen to hear, listen to hear. You don't have to listen. You're not even listening to know what to say in response. You're just listening. You're taking in the information. Listen to hear. And you can then from there pick and choose if you even want to, what you want to express, or maybe you don't want to say anything. There are times when I speak to people about certain things and I can just see the level of like denial in them. And I just take in the information and I don't have to do anything with it. <laughs> I don't have to prove my point. I don't have to blame the other person for the frustration that I may encounter in myself when others are different from me or when others aren't getting something that I want to get or whatever those fears that come up in me. Um, just listen to hear during this period, not listen to respond just listening to hear, it's just an active practice of where we don't have to, we can give ourselves permission to not respond, to not know what to say, to say nothing at all too, unless it's something that really accurately portrays um, what we want to portray. So listening to hear is a weakness of Gemini. Um, and so we want to really be tuned into that during this period. Um, accept not knowing right now, <laughs> okay, without having to jump ship. There are some things that we're not going to know what the answers are during the Mars retrograde period. And Mars is going to be retrograde um, all the way through until, hold on. Guys, can you hear me typing? I'm Googling because I forgot. January the 12th. So it's October 30th to January the 12th. So it's a big, long period that we're going to be in this. So until about mid-January, things could feel in a bit of a sluggish hump, right? And um, remembering that sometimes when you're so worked up and you're so anxious and you're looking so hard for that comfort, you have to just give yourself permission to not know and let go because it's the, the pain you're feeling is the pushing and the resistance to the moment. Your body is going to tell you when it's the right moment. You're going to feel it. You'll feel a full bodied. Yes. You'll feel a full connection to how to move forward. Your whole being will edge you there. When 
when you're feeling nothing but tension within, that's a time to accept not knowing, to accept patience, to give it up. Be consistent, be committed. So as I said, like some of the shadow elements of the Gemini energy are being non-committal, jumping ship from one thing to another. If you don't like an answer, you get, well, fuck it. I'll just go over here where I probably will get the answer I like. Um, with this energy, we still want to remember that that's going to be showing us some information where we feel triggered, where we feel like jumping from here to there. You know, this is a review period. This is a period to be in reflection, um, in healing. So acknowledging that wherever we're at and what life is showing us, the triggers, the discomforts, that's the work right there. It's not something else. It's not some other place to be. There's no other place to be. Sink into that moment. Sink into those lessons. It's so hard to talk to my partner. It's so hard to talk to my family or my boss. Okay, that's your work. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. And that's exactly where you're supposed to be and learning something in that moment. You're in the perfect place for you. Um, nobody wants to hear that, but that is, <laughs> that's the truth. So normal life might feel a little bit on hold while we reorient ourselves to another point of view. And how can we get our internal communicator to match our dreams, to match our mission, you know, and we have to really tune into that little voice that little voice that comes in, you can't do that. Oh my God, you look so stupid. Oh my God, don't wear that. You know, what is, where is this voice coming from, right? Who is this voice? Where is this voice coming from? And how do we help that voice to evolve? That fear voice, that, um, that scared voice. Uh, and how are those messages that are in the back of the mind there influencing how keeping true joy and happiness and being aligned with our purpose out of reach. Um, I personally have this experience 100%. For me, it is in one area of my life that I feel it the most. And that has to do with music. Um, many of you know, I made a record. It's a great record. I worked with a phenomenal producer. Um, and I've, I've been playing music for 20 years. I've been singing with bands and, you know, um, made my record. I've already played a bunch of shows. I've done sound baths. People have told me, oh my God, your voice is so beautiful. People in the sound bath have been like, oh my God, was that you singing? That was incredible. I've had this experience, right? I've gotten the validation. But when I sit and play music, sometimes I think to myself, wow, what are you doing? You really can't sing at all. That's that little fucking voice in my head. We'll come forward and we'll say, what do you think you're doing? This sounds terrible is what that voice will tell me. And it's like a, a mental dysmorphia, right? It's like, I'm not, I'm not seeing clearly through my mind's eye. And everybody has this area 
in their life or multiple areas. I definitely had that voice in other places when I was younger um, that I feel a lot more confident in now. But we all have this some area that we want to work on. And as we age, uh, sometimes that area differs, right? Like when you're a 40-year-old person and you have a 40-year-old body, new voices come in around what it means to age and get older and how your body should look because you're no longer 20 years old. Um, so we all have something to work on and where the messages that we are perpetuating don't match, um, don't match our expression, our goals, our dreams. So for me, I love to perform and that little voice will, will hold me back from performing sometimes. It'll say, no, don't do it. Don't book a show because you're not good enough. Nobody's going to want to hear you. They're going to be like, why are you singing? Um, so this is um, a time to really work on getting to the bottom of that. And we already have been. You've been getting to the bottom of it right now. So this Mars retrograde is going to be an extension of this Mercury retrograde. I'm sorry to say, hopefully it won't be an extension of a bunch of bullshit for you. Um, but it'll be an extension of these messages that we've been experiencing that are in some way limiting our ability to be truly living who we are, the person that we are in a way that goes, I have a special gift. It might be really something so simple. And, and basic too, but I have a special gift. I have a, an individual unique way of doing something just like everybody else. And it is imperative for me to be that so that everybody else can be that too and shine their themselves out there. But because everybody else also needs to experience the uniqueness of me living in my actual beauty, my actual, uh, purpose as a spirit being inhabiting a human body. So this Mars retrograde hopefully is really going to help us to, um, to do that. And it's a great time to write. It's a great time to, uh, sing and record your voice and use your voice and communicate however you feel aligned with those projects, anything that you started back in the day, that's a communication project. This is a great time to revisit that. Uh, during this uh, retrograde period, if there was a class that you, oh, I, I wrote it all and everything, but I never launched it. Well, this is a good time to, to you know, um, put, those, put those wheels in motion and really be committed to sticking it out, even if it's like not always comfortable to do. Don't look for the comfort. Look for um, ways to laugh and uh and be uplifted through the discomfort all right my friends so i am in kingston three days a week uh sometimes two days a week but um kingston new york you can come visit me for a physical energy work session with the psychic reset uh, my soul astrology which is where i look at your birth chart and we look at your unique set of gifts your unique um like pattern that you were born with uh, and how to use that to your highest potential or with mystic life coaching uh, 
which is how to really attain your goals but in like a three to six month period where you can kind of allow yourself to grow through it. Um, typically that's how I do my life coaching is through uh, packages and that way, you know, we work on something specifically and we're able to really see a result because we're, we weren't pushing, you know, to, uh, get everything done in an hour. Um, all right, loves. So you can visit my website for all of my sessions, www.rebeccaconran.com. If you enjoy my podcast, please share it with, with, uh, with a friend. Um, and if you, uh, think that I would be a good fit for helping someone else, uh, please give them my website. And, uh, I am taking on some new clients at the moment. And I look forward to speaking to you all next time.